you know what people don't I was talking to my friends Asha about this mm. people don't talk like tell you that a magical thing about your 20s is that you can have a pimple on your face and a wrinkle at the same time oh yeah I've got that currently it's yeah. great so that's fun wrinkles <laughs> love it the spice of life <laughs> Welcome to Disillusioned, a weekly podcast investigating the myths and common misconceptions we all know of, but know nothing about. Each week, your hosts, Stevie and Bailey, discuss cases on a specific theme in an attempt to demystify the history and validity of them, and hopefully understand a little more about the world around us. So this week our theme is in your 20s. It's kind of just looking at what we thought our 20s would be like versus what they're really like. I think yeah. I think I kind of thought of this because I've just like started a new job and it's it's another one of those times where you're like reflecting on your own expectations mm. and what you thought your life would kind of be like and it's just yeah. it's kind of funny yeah so like I guess 20s misconceptions yeah exactly expectation versus reality yeah <laughs> so mine I know that um you did like a lot of research and kind of interviewee kind of stuff yeah I did primary research I didn't do anything beyond that I just talked to people and mm. got like a general idea of what the people around me thought yeah so mine's super self-centered and it's all about me just for a change <clears throat> so <laughs> uh we are recording this episode um after our last episode we're just doing a double episode this week Mm -hmm. and we've just eaten lunch and we're feeling really good so hopefully it'll be a bit less bleak than last week but no no, promises (laughs) (laughs) my one is not gonna be any less bleak and perhaps will be more bleak so good buckle up so when i was a child I thought that people in their twenties were like full blown adults. Mm-hmm. I thought people in their forties, so like parents' age, early forties, mm-hmm. were like old. Mm-hmm. And I thought that people in their fifties were elderly. Yeah. One time I met my great nana, who was probably like eighty to ninety. Yeah. And I was terrified. I thought she was like a walking corpse. <laughs> Like, not in an awful way, but I was, like, legit terrified because, like, how do you get that old? Yeah, how does it happen? And now I'm, like, meeting... So, my new boss is 78. Whoa! And he's, like... He's so full of life and he's such a passionate speaker. He has so much energy. Mm. And he's just, like... he, He has blown so many misconceptions of... That I had as a child about what age means. Yeah. You know? Mm, For sure. So amazing. Okay, so when I was younger and looked at 20-year-olds, I heard them talking about what they did in the weekend, talk about university or their jobs, and thought it just sounded, like, super incredible. Mm. Like, I was so jealous. I just could not wait to, like, <laughs> grow up. Um, but, yeah, just thinking about this time, as stupid as it sounds, I'm pretty sure my understanding of working in your 20s was just, like, for some of the time. Like, yeah. like I think back to wanting to be a hairdresser because I thought my hairdresser was really cool. I wanted to be a hairdresser for a while as well. And I always thought it looked like so much fun and like actually looking back and thinking about it really hard, I'm pretty sure I thought that when I saw them was the only time that they worked. <laughs> so they didn't work outside of me being yeah. there because I couldn't like understand that. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it does. For sure. And so um, 
Yes. So I was super self-involved, just also glad I'm not anymore, and <laughs> realised, and I didn't realise that she probably had to work, like, ridiculous hours just to be paid an okay wage. Yeah. So And on your feet all day as well. On like your feet all day. pretty much, like, not that dissimilar to hospitality. Absolutely not. Yeah. So, but I thought it was just the best, and I thought she smelled so interesting. Oh, they always smell good, hairdressers. Yeah. But I've realized what it is. Cigarettes. Cigarettes and hair products. Mm -hmm. The mix of them. Yeah. I still love the smell. Weirdly. Musky. Yeah. And I'm just like, mmm. Great mix. Anyway. (laughs) Yes. We're kind of weird about smells. Um, So when I was a teenager, that's when I thought, like, I I had figured it out. What Mm. being in your 20s was all about. So I was like, yeah, you might have have a degree from university. Piece of piss. Mm -hmm. Easy. You definitely have a job that you'd love. Yeah. And... Heaps of fun with all your mates, and you would have all of this money to buy whatever food you wanted, live where you wanted, and do whatever you wanted to do. Mm. I wanted to be a vet. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, I'm going to like work with animals, and it's going to be really great, and my life's going to be sussed. Mm-hmm. So reality hit pretty quick. One, university is not a piece of piss. Yeah. At all. It's really fun, and you get to meet new people, and make new friends, and see your existing friends all the time. But, like, actually getting a degree. Yeah. I think as well it depends on how you undertake it. Mm -hmm. And I know, like, you and I undertake it like it is a job. Yeah. And so it's really full on. Like, I started the degree I now have when I was in my... I think I was 22 when I first went back. And then 24 when I was in second year. Mm. So I went back, like... um, because I didn't want to have a huge debt, I waited until I was going to be able to get student allowance. Um, and so, yeah, I was, like, there to get the degree. Yeah. I wasn't just there because I felt like that was the thing I had to do, you mm-hmm. know? Totally. Yeah, so that was a bit of a shocker. But, um, yeah, so, to when you rent for the first time, like, I'll never forget the feeling of paying bond on a rental property. Oh, it's and a I, lot. I just, like, I couldn't believe that I had scrounged that much money. Mm. Like, I'd never had that much money before. And then just giving it away and being like, well, I hope I get it back. Mm. And it was it was the weirdest feeling. I still remember it so distinctively. And then being so stressed about the price of food. Yeah. And about groceries. Yeah. And, like, I'm pretty sure I've never been more unhealthy than in my first year of flatting because I was so scared to, like, spend any money. And I didn't know how to make, yeah. like meals that were cheaper mm. even though they were upfront more expensive but you could like you know make an advance and mm. all that kind of stuff I just it was terrible but I think like that year that I first started flooding all of the sparkles just disappeared and yeah. I was like shit <laughs> shit <laughs> this I'm is my it. life now yeah so also getting a job job hunting mm. for the first time when you actually are like I don't know how I'm going to pay rent in, like, a month's time. Yeah. I need a job. It's Mm -hmm. so stressful. Yeah. Like, it's so crazy stressful. And you realise how underqualified you are Mm -hmm. as well, which makes you feel, like, inferior to people that have jobs. Yeah. And I know that, like, I've gone through this recently and you're going through this somewhat. Mm. Like, the whole job process. And it just, like, sucks it out of you. And the first time Mm -hmm. you do it, you're just like what is this? Yeah. What is this crap? Because I had, like, jobs when I was younger, but I didn't, like, need them. I wanted yeah. it, so I had a little bit extra money, but I lived at home. Yeah. Didn't have to pay bills, like, any of that. I just yeah, wanted to, like, sure. have some in- sort of independence. Mm. 
Oh yeah, and then I remember, I still remember being like, yeah, so I think I want to be a vet and I love animals. And then I was quite a young teenager at the stage and someone told me, oh, you know that you have to like kill animals, eh? And then you were just like, oh, I'm done, by." Yeah. Mm. I, I just like looked at my dog and I was like, um, yeah, no. If like she got really sick and they're like, well, you're going to have to put her down yourself. You wouldn't have to put I your know, own dog down. But, <laughs> right? What if you were a vet to like... Some dogs for their whole lives. Oh, and then you had to get them. And you're like, oh my god, hi! Like, every time you saw them yeah. and, like, got real excited and then you saw them grow old. Yeah. And you have to put them down. That would be really sad. Yep. Yep, so that was just... all. Yeah. Okay, also, I really want to talk about how when you're in your 20s, everyone senior to you is asking you what you're doing. Yeah, it's exhausting. But I was thinking about it. If you asked any other age group that question, they'd look at you like, what the fuck? Yeah. And walk away. If you sure. said to a 30-year-old, so what are you doing? Are you on the job hunt? Do you have a degree? What's <laughs> yeah. the next step? What are yeah. your plans? They'd be like, who what are the you fuck are you? About? Like, yeah. none of your business. Yeah. But then when you're 20, you're just like, Bleh. I don't know. And they're like, oh, you know, you're young, you need to do this, and you need to do this, and they're telling, mm. everyone's telling you what to do. You don't have more independence. Yeah. You just have more people pushing you in certain directions. Yeah. This is getting just depressing. You look, you look depressed. This is just how I feel, though. You okay. Know. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, actually, I was thinking about this, and the idea of a plan is so damaging, I think, to young people. Absolutely. And your final year of high school your teachers urge you to make a plan where are you going to live what are you going to do are you going to study all this kind of stuff and no one teaches you that but everyone that I talk to agrees that your plan never works out there's no yeah. point really having a plan or there's a good it's good to know where you're going or where you want to go mm. but if you have a plan it's always it's always going to fail yeah and then you're going to be so anxious about sticking to that plan that it's going to make you feel real shit about yourself yeah and no one ever tells you that. They just go, no, you need to have a plan. You need to know where you're going. You need to know what's important to you. And it's mm. like, cool, have some goals. Have some things you want to do in, like, a 10-year bracket. Awesome. Yeah. But you don't need a plan. Like, a plan yeah. plan. Yeah. Because, because the world doesn't really work like that. And you're still kind of a child and you don't know what you want. And also you're going through all the stuff where you're like, should I have to pay bills? And even if yeah. I do have a plan because I want to be, like, a superstar, how am I actually going to do that and still put food on the table? Like, it's just... Yeah. And I think also it's... I'm going to talk about this in my case, but mm. it's like, it's very unrealistic because the like jobscape and everything is changing mm -hmm. so rapidly. Like jobs that we were like, you, maybe you planned for when you were at school mm -hmm. might be obsolete now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. So kind of like what we talked about in our episode on lies that parents tell their kids, if you build up someone, even yourself, so, like, build yourself up to a certain job or a certain expectation mm. or a thing about your life, you're going to fall so much harder because yeah. it's not achievable. Yeah. And you're just doing that to yourself because everyone else is asking you all these questions and making you think about things that you kind of don't need to think about. Sure, if, you, if you're really passionate about something, you should study that. Or you should go to university, but it's also okay if you don't like it after the first year. Yeah. You can leave. You can do something else. You can change your mind a million times mm. and it does not matter. Yeah. Like, I wish someone had said Actually, that to me. Yeah. yeah. So now that I'm in my 20s, I've realised that 
that they're just somewhat more structured version of my teenage years. So it's like yeah. teenage years part two. Like I don't have my stuff together. It's I the remix. Like I have minimal money, time, assets. I don't have a plan. Yeah. I have like I have I would say that I have better goals. Like I I like to think that I know what I want and what I don't want. Yeah. A bit more, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but it's like really fucking fun. Like twenties are really fun. <laughs> now that I've realized so the first like three years were so stressful because I was like, shit, I'm yeah. twenty now. I need to like get stuff together, I need to figure out what I'm doing, yeah. and I still had all those pressures, and then I've kind of just realised that it can be heaps of fun if you just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. Like, this podcast is a great example. Mm. A year ago, if we had said we were doing this, <laughs> we'd be like, what? It's <laughs> yeah. so random. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's like, and that's what's good, like, that's what's good about not having, like, lots of obligations and mm. no one really relying on me. It's really yeah. nice. I can kind of decide, like, I was just like, wow, this is really depressing. I'm going to think about what I really like about my 20s. And I don't really have obligations. I have work obligations and all that sort of stuff, but I don't have anyone relying on me to, I can just make plans and I can just do stuff and I can go to random events and see random things. And it's really cool. Mm. Also, I can buy wine every week. <laughs> like I can just do that it can be part of my groceries yeah I can buy a different cereal every time I go to the supermarket <laughs> and no one's gonna tell me that I can't yeah and have breakfast for dinner yeah I love breakfast for dinner. right isn't it the best yeah um I also really like developing like my moral and my social compass yeah that's been a really fun part of my mm-hmm. 20s and figuring out what's important to me mm-hmm. and starting to tick off things off my bucket list. Yeah. I think I've done one. Yeah. And it's really exciting. That's cool. Yeah, I really like it. And maybe seeing some money come in the future, we'll see. I don't yeah. know. I don't have any yet, but, you know, it's nice to kind of... I'm actually starting to, like, plan... Like, I'm, I want to buy a bike this summer. Mm-hmm. Never been able to, like, have one before. Yeah. And it's, really cool. it's kind of cool that it's maybe tangible. Mm. But, yeah, so... Have I learned from all of these expectations I've held to myself? Absolutely not. I'm putting them <laughs> all on my 30s. I've heard nothing but good things about my 30s, and these might be the same people that told me that my 20s were going to be mm. this, that, and the other, but I don't care. The 30s are, gonna, are the new 20s. <laughs> I'm going to have money. I'm probably not going to have obligations, let's be honest. Because <laughs> it's yeah, me. You've got a cat. So I've got a cat, and... I always forget about her when I plan trips away. And it comes to, like, three days before, and I'm like, shit, Bobby. (laughs) And just call people like, who wants to feed her? And just hang out with her things. (laughs) But, yeah, so I'm really excited about my 30s. Mimosa break. Okay, so I woke up this morning, and it was real... I woke up really early because the cat woke me up, and I had this thought about what I really wanted to ask you, because I feel like we had talked about it before, and so I wrote it on my phone and went back to sleep. Yeah. And it was, um, what's, like, your favourite, like, when you're people watching, what's your favourite thing to say Oh. that people do? I know, like, it might be hard to think of something out of the blue. Oh, I have, I have, like, quite a specific one. Yeah, me too. Okay, so, um, for a while, there was this guy that kind of, like, stalked the band that I play for, um well like specifically stalked the artist because I'm not like it's not like I write the music or anything I Mm -hmm. just am in like the support act basically like I play sax and I sing for him Mm -hmm. um 
but yeah this guy like he would just turn up everywhere we were and like he was just like real intense and he like added all of us on Facebook and stuff (laughs) okay um and was just like had no concept of that not being okay right um but anyway one day I saw him like walking through town and he was like wearing headphones and like I so I was on the bus and he was just walking down the street and he was just strutting like he's the shit (laughs) he was wearing headphones and he walked through this small little um space between like a rubbish bin and a pole because he was like look how nifty I am oh my god oh my god what happened his headphones got caught on the rubbish bin and pulled him back (laughs) cartoon like by his head and then like fell down by the rubbish bin and he had to like go back and get them and it was the best thing i've ever seen oh my god i was just like there is a universe has responded yes there there is a god because you saw that happen yeah it was amazing that's amazing yeah so that's mine that was really good yeah it was like you know like it was so cartoony, like yeah. the way he got pulled back, whipped back by his head. I was just like, "That's amazing! Ah. That's amazing!" Okay, okay, that did not disappoint. I'm glad. <laughs> um, okay, so my favorite one, and it's a bit more general, but okay, it's kind of one and two. Like they're they're kind of interrelated, but this, but I love them separately. Mm-hmm. So one is I love watching like middle aged men in suits run. <laughs> Yes. Like I used or to, like on scooters. Uh huh. But I used to I I used to live um by the beach at my dad's house, and there was a ferry that went from the beach to into town. Oh, was it in Eastbourne or something? Yeah. Yeah. And in the mornings, all the businessmen were always running late for the ferry, and so they were all running like really robotically oh, because yes. suits you are not good for running in. No. And they'd be running to try and get the ferry. And it was my favourite thing in the morning. Like, I loved it so much. But also, do you know what what is my favourite everyday thing? What? When someone crosses the road and you're driving in your car and they do that awkward, I'm being real casual but I need to run. So they kind of, like, run with just their legs and they do, like, a little hop run. Yes! And they're like, oh my god, I I so rule the road so you have to slow down but oh my god, I really don't want you to hit me. So it's like this weird hybrid and they're looking at you like a bird, like, from their side (laughs) head, like, out, like, oh yeah, I'm super casual, I'm not even looking at you but I so am. And it makes me laugh hysterically every time <laughs> like every time i'm like this is so funny you're so awkward can we, can we call it the mercy trap the mercy trap <laughs> yes. like please don't please don't yeah absolutely okay good all right so for my case um i think our cases are going to be pretty end up being kind of similar yeah. but have like a couple of different maybe um themes that we draw on mm-hmm. so um when stevie first said that she wanted to do this as the case i realized that i had no real concept of what my 20s would look like when i really? was in high school like not specifically mm. um and that actually ended up being pretty similar with lots of people i talked to okay yeah um so that was mostly like because my home life was like real miserable like when i was in high school and so like I didn't really have a specific idea of how I want it to change. I was just like, oh, it's going to be different because I won't be in this position. And I was like looking forward to that. Some of the dream jobs that I had, like when I was in high school were just 
like pretty general. Mm-hmm. So it was like saxophonist, opera singer, cool. um, touring actor in musicals, Shakespearean actor. Oh my god! Film editor, photographer, artist slash painter. Very creative. So when I went to uni, I first started off doing theatre, film, English, and music, which was just like super broad. But yeah. then I was just like, well, if I like finish this degree, what do I? get out of it like yeah so I was like quite pragmatic and I was like well I'm gonna take time off um and think about what I actually want to do so then I went on to nannying and I mm-hmm. like which came up for the first time in this podcast <laughs> that I never knew about yeah do you know how I feel you about have seen Stevie's face when I first said it because I was like wait does she, does she already know about this but Mm-mm. then she was like what <laughs> <laughs> um um, so I wanted to do that because I like loved kids when I was younger and I like wanted to be a parent and I um, wanted to travel and I was like, this could be a great way to do it. And I just do not have any of those same. That's, yeah, that's so different to who I am now. Yeah. Because yeah. because literally when you're like talking about being an Annie, I'm like, all I could think was, and I was like, is this awful? But I thought you didn't like kids. <laughs> well, okay. So when I was younger, I loved kids and I would do heaps of babysitting and all that kind of stuff. And like... <laughs> I really wanted to be a mum, and I just, like, do not now. Yeah. Like, I still like kids, but I, like, wouldn't be like, I'll look after your kid. Like, I'm like, no, I'm good. Anyway, so um, I traveled for a couple of months um, after I, like, quit nannying school and stuff. So I realized during that time that I loved Wellington. Yeah. Um, so then I went to work for a really good friend of mine's real cool mum, and we we're, like, kind of friends as well. <laughs> And then I sort of realized that, like, because I was working at a, like, massage therapist clinic and mm-hmm. I was doing sort of admin work but also helping with, like, promotional materials yeah. and stuff. And so I was like, oh, marketing could be a cool way to, like, channel my, like, creativity into, like, practical skills. Yeah. So um, I started doing a degree in marketing and media studies, which I now have, like, a long time after I started it, but <laughs> I took it real slow because I didn't want to, like, burn myself out really quick. So I originally wanted to do, like, freelancing for, like, nonprofits and charities and stuff. Like, obviously, that was, like, a my socialist dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, the rise in tech and tech jobs and various other forces, um, economic and social, has meant that... Many of the jobs we thought we could do when we grew up no longer exist, like Mm. I was saying before. And the jobs that do are often contracted for short-term employment, which kind of means that a lot of people are now freelance without even intending to or realizing it. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously job security and steady incomes aren't highly plausible in this new jobscape, which can be a huge driver of stress, anxiety, depression, and other health and mental health issues. Especially when your government's way of reducing the rate of unemployment can result in people losing the safety net altogether. Yep. But that's a different matter. So I decided to undertake this case through interviews, and it's not hugely surprising that a lot of the responses echoed their sentiments. So one of the first misconceptions was that a degree equals a job. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. How painful is that? So like when we were talking about it, we were all just like, yeah, like we've all got these degrees and like some postgrad and some not postgrad. Mm. Um, but like we all thought like, cause we're told that in school that like once you've got a degree, doors open for you yeah, and it, it just yeah. isn't always the case. And that you can't get a job without one. Yeah. Well, mm, you kind of can't. Because people won't even give me an interview sometimes, mm. if that's the case. Mm. Um, but then, like, um, one of my co-workers was like, I had this friend in 
intermediate or high school, like early high school maybe. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, what do you want to do? And his friend was like, oh, I want to be a sheet metal fabricator or something like that. And he was like, okay. And like laughed at him because everyone had like these dreams to be like famous and yeah. stuff like that. And then he just did it. And now he like owns a house and stuff and like is mm. doing this job and getting really good money. That's so specific. Yeah. It's like really <laughs> knew what he wanted. Yeah. Like, yeah. But surely also, he had someone in his family that did that. I don't know. But also like he had this like his dream job was something that like needed people mm-hmm. so it's like apprenticeships and stuff like that mm. often end up being really good ways for people to gain employment that yeah. schools don't actually teach you about yeah um so another misconception was the clickiness of high school doesn't disappear <laughs> so or does disappear is the misconception yeah. and that like actually it just is different but you have like more freedom to like Avoid the people that you didn't get along with yeah. or, like, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, that, I, that's so true. I really looked forward to not being in school for that very reason. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't wait to be away. And I think it, like, actually damaged a lot of my friendships from high school because mm-hmm. I just ran so far the other way from, yeah. like, just anything to do with it because the clickiness was so awful. Mm-hmm. And it's just every, like, job and everything, there's always a degree of it. Absolutely there is. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm really lucky to be, like, in a work team and work environment that everyone is on, like, quite a similar wavelength. We Mm. all have similar values and, like, everyone just gets along really nice. That's good. Yeah, and, like, in other jobs I've had, you would look at the roster and be like, oh, I have to work with this person. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you get nervous about who you're going to be working with the next day, so you, like, check. Yeah. But I don't do that in my job because I know, like, whoever I'm working with, I'm going to be really happy (laughs) and have a nice time. Or, like, we're all going to be really not in a good mood because, (laughs) like, we all, you know, have similar mindsets. Um, so another misconception was that everyone lives in nice houses and like owns their own house. Mmm. Mmm. And that's, that's interesting. Like, obviously, like the um, housing market in New Zealand is a huge pile of shit. Mm. And so that's like not really plausible. But also, like if you look at media, like popular media, like people in their 20s like live in these like in friends like they live in this real nice apartment and there's just no way that they could afford to do that yeah totally oh so uh (laughs) another misconception was just happiness which was really yeah and it's not just me this is like a theme across my interviews that I did that people just thought like because they were so miserable in high school that things could only get better and that's (laughs) not been the case for everyone is that like me, not, like, just thinking that my 30s are going to be amazing? Are you okay. telling me that they're not oh, going to be? I hope they're going to be so good. Um, also, another one was existential dread lessening. Yeah. Just, I think, I think everyone puts a huge magnifying glass on the fact that teenagers are emotional and mm. things are very dramatic and, you know, your life's so hard, but it's really not. Mm. And so you expect it to be over. Yeah. And then you're like, no, things. it's, it's just different things yeah. that suck. Yeah, it's just that because your world is smaller when you're in high yes. school that people think it, that, like, the way you react to things is really dramatic. But also, exactly. you're dealing with so much. You've got, mm-hmm. like, your hormones going nuts. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, also a misconception that you'll know what's up, what you want, and what to do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, how there's that whole thing 
it's like an American tradition, I think, where at 21 you get like the key. Oh my god, right. The key to the world, and it's like, well, you don't know. Is that what that freaking key means? I think so. Jesus. But it's like, you don't know anything. Like You know nothing. The world has become like even messier to me Mm -hmm. as I've gotten older because like I view things way differently now to how I did when Mm -hmm. I was younger. So it's like more nuanced now. And I think it's just like really old school. I mean, we're not like, what's his name? Hans Christensen. Christian Anderson? Christian Anderson, where you're bloody an apprentice at 14. Yeah. Oh no, before that, and then at 14 you try and go start a career as an actor. You know, like, we're kind of, not that it's a bad thing, but we're kind of babied through so much of our lives that when we get to 21 we don't know anything yeah. and we don't know about the outside world so mm. yeah we don't have the key to the world um another misconception was fame <laughs> like people were just like oh i'm gonna be famous but then apparently like scaling back the big dreams as they got slightly older mm. so like at each stage of getting older you like scale back how famous you're gonna be <laughs> Um, but then the reality was working a job you don't hate with your passion projects on the side. Yeah, totally. Mm. Which I almost think after doing my master's and having like my passion sucked out of me, Mm. I kind of am a little bit of an advocator for doing something you don't hate and really relishing the things that you love and the the hobbies that you're passionate about on the side if you can. Yeah. I mean, it probably is possible to do it every day, what you're passionate about, but I'm just like, I did it and it's gone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But that's the university um, kind of set up as well, so. Absolutely it is. Um, another misconception <laughs> was in movies um, and TV, oh, movies and TV as guidelines for expectations. Mm. So a couple of the ones that I heard were like Meg Ryan and You've Got Mail. I never saw it. She's like... Okay, so she owns a failing bookstore mm-hmm. and a, like, real fancy apartment, like, in wherever they are. And it's just, like, not realistic at all. Right, 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 right. Um, yep. And one that my sister said was um, Christina Yang in Grey's Anatomy. <gasps> yeah. Like, eating takeout all the time. Yep. Um, so no one had very specific ideas, most citing misery as blinding. <laughs> So, like, <laughs> being real miserable, like, meant that you didn't really think too specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even the vague ideas don't match the reality. Um, all of our ideals seem to be supported by media, and when they don't match up with our realities, it becomes a huge source of anxiety, especially if the striving force for these negative feelings is also your escape. Mm. Uh, for me, I've watched a lot of The Office, Terrace House, and Gilmore Girls as my mm. idyllic escapist media, and none of them really echo the world I live in. Yeah. Um, in Terrace House, which is like a Japanese reality show where it's just like uh, six people live in a house and th- you just watch their daily life. Okay. And it's just, it's it's real lovely. Um, <laughs> but they spend a lot of time just like lazing around and adventuring, although they like are also there to attain specific goals mm-hmm. and they try really hard and they always like try your best like Aww. all the time. It's really lovely. Um, but the house is like super luxurious and everything is real fancy all the time. Right. Um, and Gilmore Girls, they only eat takeout and they're like the queens of consumption. Um, and then they run to Lorelai's rich parents to pay for anything on top of that. Yeah. And then the office, they have job security. <laughs> oh my god, you just looked dead inside when you said that. I mean, they never do any work, but they have, like, job security, and their branch is the most profitable slash functioning. Yeah. 
Anyway, that's my case. I love it. <laughs> I love your facial stalk at the end of that. It was very amazing. <clears throat> Why don't we do a video podcast? Yeah, we can do one sometime. It would be cute. Oh my god, imagine how nervous we would be. Oh, we would be like shaking. Yeah. Hi guys. Let's just wear like animal onesies or <gasps> something. I have a reindeer one. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, don't forget to like and follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. We release every Wednesday on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if you have any ideas for cases or themes or any comments or feedback, we love to hear from you guys. So email us at disillusionpod at gmail.com. We hope you have a good week and don't forget to eat your veggies.